Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker. We are getting started here at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us for the next three hours. Don't know why we're starting off with the weird look from Fitty today. Are Often, those new headphones? Uh, these are new headphones, oh! but they're not permanent. They're not permanent. And I'm glad you brought this in. See, yes, I will give you the whole you, me, you, me, we're on the same wavelength thing. Because I've been looking on Prime Day. That happened yesterday, and it's still going through today. I was looking at headphones for a while because I've been meaning to get some, man. And I want to invest in a nice pair of headphones. And so I was looking at some of the Prime Day deals they have. They have some They have some deals on Beats. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted because Wes has this camera. Just right what up, baby? Yeah, face. man, I messed up. The, the thing messed up on me, so I wasn't able to uh, get our first segment. Uh, I'm sorry. I know he got sidetracked, but this also happened man, when Fiddy went to the foul You got to be able to keep your focus going, man. got to well, be able to keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just like you're pointing right at me. I just was trying to figure out what you were doing. So anyways, so yes, I, I have new headphones today. I don't think these are going to be permanent, but I wish they would be. These are my girlfriend's headphones that she's had for a while. She knows I've been looking for headphones, and I was talking to her about purchasing a new pair yesterday on Prime Day. You're going to get great deals. You're going to get a great pair of headphones. This was a great time to do it. And so Bose, real top quality. I was like, yeah, I'll invest a little bit. I'm going to be wearing these for a long time, every single weekday, so I might as well invest. As I pull the trigger, already done, bang, in the cart, buy now, we're ready to go. She says, wait, I think I actually have a pair of Bose headphones. <laughs> I'm like, baby. I just spent top dollar on these things. But the good thing about Amazon, though, if you need to take them back, it's such an easy process. Or if you need to cancel the order, it's such an easy but process. But if they're ready to ship it, then they might not do it. I had to put a cancellation request in. Yeah, so, they'll do it, though. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like they're doing it, Wes. Who but do you, I need to talk well, to? Regardless, I'll buy once, them from you. Rega- no, regardless, once they come, all you got to do is take them to a Coles or something like that and then drop them off. Is that right? Yeah, it's, Amazon is the best. Like, all you have to do once you get them, put it in on your phone, do the um, request uh-huh. that you want to send back. Then you can find, like, there's a lot of different locations, but I mostly do it at Coles. They give you a stand, scan code. You go find a little kiosk at the uh, Coles. They scan your thing, pack it up, you're good. Well, and I was doing all sorts of YouTube reviews on what the best headphones are because it's a big-time purchase. Yeah. Trying to invest in a big-time purchase. Thing, man. Yeah, looking at all the reviews, and then after I already buy them, wait a minute. I actually think <laughs> I have a pair of Bose headphones I bought and just never use, and I'm yeah, like, man. great. Now, the only problem, these are, and we can call it what it is, these are a little girly. Little girly, okay? I like them. No, they're cool design, but what they are is, so they're white headphones, which I like the white color, Yeah. but it's rose gold trim. Well, the reason why I was looking at you is I couldn't see you in the headphones because y'all just blended in together. Because because we're both white or rose gold? Because you're you're so pale. Because I got this shine like gold, baby. That's what you're telling me. (laughs) That's what I hear. It's the only thing I hear. But look, if you don't want the headphones that you bought, you know, cut me, you know, give me the same prime deal. I'll buy them from you. You know, Target's got the same thing going, too. They've got Circle Week to rival Prime Week. Uh, But the Prime Day deals, are they better? I don't know. I have not checked out Circle Week. Yeah, they're trying to compete because, you know, Amazon's out here kicking butt and taking names. They really are. They've got, uh, Target's got Circle Week going, and I think Walmart's got something cracking, too. All right, so what is the big purchase you guys are making? Are you getting involved in Prime Uh, Deals? I'm thinking about getting a, uh, depending on what type of TV I can get, maybe like a little 
42 inch joint because you know at my girl's house that she has one tv at home i normally do two screens and so i told her the other day i said honey um <laughs> we're gonna have to have two tvs for football this season i can't get by with just one screen now so you're going with another tv yeah then. we got to get another one to put somewhere well, well and of course you know again my, my girlfriend is sending me a couple of pictures talking about how she bought this she bought that big time amazon <laughs> user you know, she, and, and Prime Day, you're going to get great deals on it. So this is the time to do it. But she's taking full advantage. Are you going to try to take advantage of Prime Day deals, Fiddy? Or are you moving on and saving more money so you can keep those fat stacks, as you like to say? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't planning on it until I heard about these headphones. So if you're, if you're not willing to sell me yours, I might need to go look and invest in some Bose headphones, but mm -hmm. no. They're pretty good. What, what's wrong with yours? You've been trying to get me to purchase yours or the same brand for a long time. I mean, how do you, I say this and make you un, not uncomfortable? Okay. I have Raycon headphones, which are uh, Ray J's headphone brand. And a lot of people don't want to support what you know Ray J did back in the day with Kim Kardashian. Wow. I, All right. So, no. I don't girl know. Said, she just texted me and said she spent... She's already spent about 200 on uh, Prime Day stuff. Yeah, it, it's like that. It'd be like that on Prime Day deals, man, because you don't even realize, oh, that looks cool. And they do such a nasty job, also a very good job at putting out products you didn't realize you wanted. Yeah. And then dropping the price on it. It's like, oh, of course, I could use that. The worst is when you just scroll through the random mess of stuff that they have, like on the front page. That's how you mm -hmm. discover. Not when you do the you know, explicit searches. It is when you just go on and you just look at just the totality of it all. That's how you end up spending Skrilla. It's like, oh, I, $250 yeah. electric toothbrush yeah. with a water dispenser for, you know, that was used to be 500 Sure. Yeah, I'll get right, that because right. that's going to be really important. 42-inch TV for 100 bucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't need another TV, but it would be nice to purchase it. <laughs> yeah, 704 writes in, I got a gaming monitor, desk, gaming chair, and headset under $400 yesterday off Amazon. And the thing that also gets you is they do a great job of crossing out with the original prices, so it makes it look like like you are saving a boatload of money. Oh, yeah. When they could. I don't know what that price was earlier. I don't. So they could just be lying, putting it out there. Does it downgrade a product for you, especially like if you're in like a TJ Maxx or Marshalls or something, and you see something that used to be like 80 to $100, and it's like 20 now? Are you looking at it like, oh, I don't know. It, it, It's why pricing is such a fickle game. Yeah. I mean, you got to try to figure out the exact window. Am I getting something too cheap? Am yeah. I getting a legitimately great deal on this? It's really tough. It's really tough to try to figure out. Yeah, we've got mu a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, it's in. rolling in here, folks. We've got just a lot of stuff going on. In Tro right oh, now. trophy husband just bought way too much. Got a 65-inch TV for the backyard. See, like you don't even know you need an outside right, TV. a TV for the backyard. But I want it. I want it now, an and outside then, TV. And then what about like the needs versus wants? Because I'm in the store the other day. And, you know, my girl's like, well, do you really need this? I'm like, uh, I think we have an abundance of what we need in life. So I think most of the things we buy are stuff that we want. <laughs> you are. That is so dad mode. That yeah, is I'm like, like come on, man. Don't hit me with the needs and wants. Um, well, and the other thing, too. <laughs> I mean, you're just talking about certain stuff that you're buying. I, it, I don't know if this speaks more to me or if this is a natural feeling everybody else has out there. But you get this jolt of adrenaline when you buy something big. Oh. And like you're ready. Oh, this is a big time purchase. You're ready for that package to show up on your doorstep. You're ready to open up the package and then use it because it's a big time purchase. There is this shot 
of dopamine that you get when you... I always get a little bit of anxiety, too. When I get something real big, like a car or something like that, you sit there like, oh. But that happens before. Oh, so you do... Okay, so I know that I'm not alone. That happens before the purchase for me. <laughs> I mean, these headphones, I've been waiting six months, but now I know the next two days. See, it's, it's almost like the trade deadline, where Prime Day, it breeds purchases, where the deadline... It breeds trades. It, it brings a sense of urgency. It serves as a catalyst. That's what's going on with Prime Day. Damn, Jeff Bezos, man, has me just, I'm a puppet. Big and like He's just a puppet master, and I'm just yeah. dancing, doing whatever he wants me to do. There's no question about it. I'm a big deals guy, especially once you start to hit the, when you start to hit the, I'd say 20% definitely gets me going. But once you start to get over the 20% mark oh. for a discount, I'm, I'm going to start looking. Especially well, see, once you do 30 I'm copping. These stuff. headphones were over fifty percent off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You what am I supposed it. to do? Fifty percent. It's it's a. It <laughs> starts to go to, you know, what type of combination of things can I get? Because to give you a quick example of that, my girlfriend and I, when we go up in Winston Salem at the athlete's foot, two years in a row consecutively, we just happen to stroll in there when the apparel is fifty percent off. The red tag sneakers are twenty to uh fifty twenty five to fifty percent off. When you walk in there and they tell you that, it's like, all right, now it goes from am I gonna buy anything to how much money are we talking about spending here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really tough. It's really tough to lay off of it. Um nine eight oh said I tried having some money for my wife's beach trip next week, but she keeps spending it on Amazon. SMH. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, and seven oh four. Yeah, look, I'm gonna clown myself here, but it's worth it. Walker, there's a good poop scoop on Amazon if you want to save forty dollars a month. Straight cash, homie. The inside joke. The inside joke is that my girlfriend already had poop nine one one as a company to come out and scoop the yard once a week. And so, yes, a poop scoop that would save 40 bucks a month. You are right about that. Uh, Deacon Donna said this, quote, as a female listener who's not a big shopper, I'm laughing at y'all shopping like a teenage girl. This is the thing with oh, me. That's me all day. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to just roll around in the mall and stay there a long time if I feel pretty good about not wanting something. But if there is something I really want, then I will just stress and stress and stress about mm-hmm. if I need to actually spend money on this or not. And that's what gets me with the long trips at the mall. But it's not just, you know, constantly searching for a whole bunch of stuff. If, if I don't want something, I'm gone. Like, I'll do a quick scan. If there's not anything that catches my eye, bye, I'll see ya. But if there's something that I want, then it's me trying to talk myself into purchasing something that I like so much, even if it might be a little too much. See, more. I know we talk about the age on here, and I'm definitely come, I definitely come from the era where going to the mall was a big deal. When you were going to the mall, it was an event. You couldn't wait, and it was normally months <laughs> in between. So I'm still that way. So I'm a... I'm going to go chill at the mall for a little while, especially if I got a little, you know, extra money on me. I'm like, I'm going to go to the mall and hang. And then, uh, you know, I'm a, let me just see what they got, guys. So I walk by the store and I'm like, let me just see what they got going on in there. And then I come out with a bag or two. So that's how it goes. I definitely shop heavy. I wouldn't, I would not deny it. When I vacation, shopping is a part of the vacation. I must go to the mall and whatever uh, retail that you have that fits what I like in your area, 
I'm going there. Uh, Flawless wrote in, similar to Nike outlets having Jordans for $99 that are usually $200, $300. Like Fire! Or crafts. Yeah, uh, those are the times where you're just going to have to spend all of the money. Yep. Chuck T writing in, true. Uh, Deacon Donna <laughs> says, love more that you owned it. Love y'all. We love you, Deacon yeah, we Donna. Love you. We love you for sure. Trophy Husband said, I got the old school NBA jam, and it's so weird to see it on a big screen TV when growing up with like a 20-inch TV, and that was the usual. Yeah, when you bring the cartoons to life size, yeah. it changes the game for a few people. <laughs> Are you going to be doing anything for Prime? So you're you're not doing anything, Fitty. There's nothing in your life that you think you're going to go search on the website for. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't gone looking. Today's the day that it ends, right? Today no, is the day gone. that it ends. No, I it think it ends today. That's yeah, what I think advertised. they did say 11th and the 12th. Okay, 11th, so I guess yeah. it's going on all week. I, I guess you know I'll just go on there and look, but I I don't really need anything but i mean the the tv might be the thing because i need mm -hmm. i have three televisions in my room neither one of them is a smart television oh, yeah. i need you a smart need tv you, you do need, need one you need one you get 150 200 easy on that no we're not helping we're not helping no, we're at not. all um all right yeah rather be golfing said lol west said explicit search i did notice that i was like <laughs> what explicit searches do you have on the website <laughs> this like, is explicit <laughs> pointed direct all right let's move on quickly let's actually get into the rookie takeover <laughs> summer league last night brandon miller by far his best performance and also nick smith jr both of these first-round picks took turns taking over the basketball game, especially in the fourth quarter for Nick Smith Jr. What do we expect from these guys this season and beyond? We're talking about that next. It's all on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Appreciate you joining us all the way up until 3 p.m. We didn't get off the bus. I feel like we should get off the bus, though, still. Yeah, we should. Like, sometimes we'll just kind of have the nonsense going in the first segment. It feels a little too late to call for the intro, and then we never really get there. But we still should do that. I will read a couple more texts before we start talking Summer League. We do have uh, a couple more texts coming in about Prime Day. Casey Steve said, my wife bought me three TVs set up for my man cave. And uh, she did all that on Prime Day as well. That's a keeper. It is. Yeah. Three TVs. That's big time. And uh, B-Money said, Walker and Wes, will we be talking any Wimbledon this hour? I know Fiddy wants to. Yep. Fiddy almost was willing to. Uh, not saying it would have gone well for him. But Fiddy had an attitude in his voice when he asked Wes, Wes, <laughs> did you turn off tennis? <laughs> huh? Did you turn off Wimbledon? And he said, what if I did? What would you do? I thought it was going to get serious in here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, for a guy that's new to the to the game or is coming back to the game, like Wes is with tennis, when I look up, I've got it on my screen over here. That's why I'm being distracted. I'm watching him on my, on my personal monitor. <laughs> but I want Wes to be locked in because... Uh, yeah, my boy Chris Eubanks. You know, he's a Georgia Tech native. I'm thinking, guys, you know... He may, if he makes the semis or even the final, he's a, he went to Georgia Tech. We could tie it in local, a little tennis talk. I'm, he's got his DMs open on the Twitter. 
Oh, hop in now before he turns You ain't lying about that. You know. Hop in the DMs, Fitty. I was thinking about going after him, trying to bring him on and talk about his Wimbledon run and get ready for the U.S. Open. And But I'd, I'd like to lead the interview as the tennis aficionado on the station. No, if if you have your take that you do about Serena Williams, then you can't lead it. It's an accurate take, though. No, it's it's an inaccurate take. And the other thing is, maybe we could see this content on ACC Digital Network with him going to Georgia Tech? Mm. Maybe so. This maybe. is a, uh, a, a good deal. I can request the footage and get that thing going. If he gets to win the day, consider it done. All right, there you go. ACC Digital Network. That is Wes Bryant underscore 72. That's you have right. underscore in that Twitter handle. Yeah. At Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh. You can find all those handles on Twitter.com. All right, we're a little late. Sometimes it happens. We're all rushing. We're trying to get our equipment. Let's have the bus driver open up the door still, even if it's a little late. Go ahead, Fiddy, open up the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. All right, so the Hornets lost last night. They're 0-5 in their summer league games that mm. they played. Two California Classic contests. They go over to Las Vegas, and yeah, they've lost every single one of those games as well. <laughs> but I, it gets me every time. I try to be fluid. I love it. I love it so much. But I don't really care that the Hornets lost this game because it was a rookie takeover, Wes. We got to see Brandon Miller go off for 26 points. It was a great first half. He even did some work in the third quarter. He had his summer league high with like seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Would finish with 26 points, three of six shooting beyond the arc, eight of 15 overall in his 31 minutes played. How about seven of seven from the free throw line? I thought he did a good job manufacturing paint touches. So what he would do is he would reject the screen, give you a jab step towards the screen, go to his left, figure out a way to get to the paint, and had the one-hand push shot that he's been pulling out the last couple of games. It went in, got a couple of and-one opportunities. He's doing the Chris Paul dribble where you pin somebody on your back, make sure they don't get in front of you, and try to manufacture some buckets that way. I like what Brandon Miller did. We'll get to Nick Smith Jr. in a second, but let's start with the second overall pick, Wes. What'd you see? Not to mention showing some of the hops catching the alley-oop. Then he caught him on a bad switch on a pick-and-roll and took two or three steps and Had took free reign. to the skies and did a nasty tomahawk dunk. So you like what you saw from him? Hopefully that boosted the young rookie's confidence and let him know that he can get the job done and score big points in the NBA. Also, you know, five fouls. So for him, with what we've seen in the summer league, that is a uh, a nice little caveat as well, that he didn't go over the limit. Five fouls in a game, <laughs> well, yeah, you're like, still able to play basketball and I'll say, with one five. Of the, and one of the fouls was on purpose because they were trying to get the basketball. Left. Right, So like right. even real, four real-time fouls. Yeah, but I mean, 50% from three, he got, you know, eight or 15 from the field. Very efficient, man. So that's what you've been wanting to see from him. So let's look at it from a positive standpoint. He has improved from prior performances. That's all you want to see by the end of summer league. So, yeah, so I I like what we saw from Brandon Miller. Well, and even me, I'll raise my hand high talking about the lack of athleticism for Brandon Miller. One thing I'll say is if he does get a free run to the basket, we know that a running running start, straight line, he'll catch a body. We saw it with South Carolina, something very similar like that. That was the big dunk everybody would point to talking about his athleticism. For me, some of the questions that I have are still blowing by his guys. That's something that he struggled with all summer league long. But that's what I'm talking about, just being 
being crafty. All right, screen comes in. They've been drawing up a ton of plays, trying to get him off screens just to free him up. And even then, it really wouldn't work a ton. Against Portland, it did, because then he started to feel his way to his different spots. And even if he looked more comfortable, I don't think, Wes, that there was this huge gap in comfort. I think most people were pointing to that because he was just hitting his shots, right? Like, the comfort has been his saving grace, even in the performances where he didn't score a ton of points and he wasn't very efficient. It's just that some of the shots that he took inside the three-point line, he started to knock them down. He went to the foul line and made all seven of his free throw attempts. So I think seeing him score over 20 on efficient shooting, it was the take control game that we wanted from him, and we got it. I'll ask you this. Should he play the next summer league outing or do you just shut it down? We end on a high note. No reason to put him out there to maybe finish on a bad note. Have that storyline be the recency bias type of thing that takes us into the offseason. Because mm-hmm. if you ask me, I think maybe you just go ahead and shut it down and forget this last game. Uh, and I also want to throw in, too, only one turnover in the last two games as well. So you like to see that. But as far as yeah. the shutting it down, I, I hate that. I hate that the Spurs shut down Wimby. These guys are going to play pickup basketball and all that type of stuff during the offseason anyway. I'd like to see a little bit more, but, I mean, that's just me being selfish. I definitely see your train of thought as far as Brandon Miller shutting it down for the Summer League after a really, really good performance. But me, I like to see these guys as much as I possibly can because it's going to be a while before we see them again. It's going to be a while before we see Nick Smith Jr. again, too. And, boy, was he crazy in the fourth. That shot making was absolutely absurd, Wes. We got to see him completely take over. ISO basketball, but if it's working, it's kind of hard to go against it. Sure. Nick Smith Jr. was 4 of 5 from three-point land, 13 of 20 overall, and just over 28 minutes played in this game. Got to the foul line four times, hit three of those four foul shots, 33 points overall, as I mentioned, six turnovers, so you saw some bad decisions made, but the shot making has improved every single game. Where you eat, you talk about big gap in comfort, I thought there was a much bigger gap in comfort in Nick Smith Jr.'s game from last night to the first contest compared to what you saw with Brandon, who was always making the one-pass kick-out read if he didn't see an alley to go to the hoop. Nick Smith Jr. last night, the handles, that la- the, the highlight you see this morning if you missed the game last night where he's crossing up old buddy, spin move, gets to the short corner, postman right in front of him and then floats at nothing but net. That was his third straight possession where he scored the basketball. Nick Smith Jr. was excellent. Yeah, man, he definitely came out there. He was playing that Rucker Park brand of basketball, but as you said, it was working. And you wonder a little bit, you know, is this something he's going to be able to get off on a regular basis, especially when he gets in a game with limited minutes and things of that nature? Is that what we'll see from him? But as far as just flashes and showing you the potential, last night you did get to see a bit of what had scouts saying that he was going to be a lottery pick before this draft and what had scouts saying that you know the injuries and things of that nature dropped him from where he would have been he looked like the steal that the Hornets think that he could be last night so we'll see if he continues to capitalize on that potential because it looked like it was immense last night well and and Fiddy I want to bring you into this as well because I'll reference college basketball 
where you and I both are huge fans of Eric Musselman, head coach of Arkansas. So we got to see some Razorbacks basketball this year, and they made a little run in the NCAA tournament. They beat number one seed Kansas, but it wasn't because of what Nick Smith Jr. was doing, despite being the highest recruit coming into that program. Anthony Black stole the show. Jordan Walsh was somebody that played really well and eventually had a pretty good first game in Summer League 2 with the Boston Celtics. Nick Smith Jr. looks fully healthy. You see him cutting. You see him putting his ankle into the court where it's like, oh, last year, or, or at least throughout the college basketball season, that looks like it would be a bad injury. But now he's cutting really, really well, getting to the basket, getting to his spots. Man, it just looked like he's so healthy. And that's the guy that Musselman recruited to Arkansas that just never showed up because he wasn't healthy enough. I think that's the reason why the day after the draft, Wes came on and was more as was as equally excited about Nick Smith Jr. as he was about Brandon Miller because I think their ceilings could be very identical. I think Nick Smith Jr. fully healthy, develops his game, can be a all-star caliber type of guy. You're drafting Miller to be an all-NBA caliber guy. But if, if he can stay healthy and he puts this thing all together, the talent's there, the ability is there. So... It's it, it's 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 going to be interesting to see can he stay healthy if he'd have been healthy last year for Arkansas. Yeah, it would have been nuts. Do they beat UConn? I don't know. Do they get ran out of the gym by UConn? I would say no. Yeah, I totally agree with that. UConn seemed like a team on a mission, really dominant run for them, yeah. but it, it certainly wouldn't have been as bad as that game was. And they still beat Kansas without Nick Smith Jr. playing Beautiful. really good basketball. I got one for you here, Wes. Okay. Logo704 said, Book Night got benched. It's over. Mm, yeah. All caps. Yeah. Didn't Nick Smith Jr. give us what we've been waiting for from James Book Night for a long time? Mm-hmm. And NSJ did it in just the fifth, sixth summer league, and we still haven't seen that. We saw some flashes James Book Night's rookie season in the regular year. We got to see it against Sacramento. We'll always have that game against the Kings. That's about it. Yeah. Here's his third summer league session. Let me ask you this. Is it officially over for James Book Knight in Charlotte? Yeah, I think so, man. I, I, it's so funny you bring this up. I was talking to uh, one of my good friends this morning about this very topic, and I was like, you know, the writing's already been on the wall. What do you think they drafted Nick Smith Jr. for to take your spot? So now you had to come, in, come into this summer league and show everybody that you are capable of being on the roster, capable of contributing, and we've seen none of that. So now you're probably going to be back in Greensboro again, holding it down for the Swarm, and now you're on a just a trajectory to be out of the NBA at some point. You may get another chance just because of where you were drafted. Mm -hmm. We know coaches and their egos. Somebody will feel like I can get the most out of this guy, but the immaturity is still there. You can tell from the summer league that the, the professionalism and just becoming a pro has been non-existent. And that's why I think the Hornets would have maybe benefited from some veterans on the roster to be able to help a guy like this. But at the end of the day, you have to want to help yourself. You have to want to be a pro. And the way Book Knights looked in the Summer League doesn't look like that he was concentrating on becoming a professional this offseason. So, yes, I think it's over with Nick Smith Jr. Uh, you know, he could be a guy that transitions up and down. We'll see because last night was a great game. But before that, he had been a little inefficient but showed flashes. But as far as just a guy that they want to develop and, and if he continues to play like this and show them this in practice and workouts, yeah, it's a done deal for James Booknight. I mean, Wes, the, the stat line for Booknight in 1450 played 
He had two field goal attempts. Yeah. Missed both of them. They were both three-pointers. His only points were two free-throw attempts that he sunk both. But this is not someone that's been able to play very well. He did get benched, as Logo704 said. And Trey Scott, Brandon Miller, and Trey Scott, by the way. Yeah, a name I'm guessing 50, 60, 70% of the audience doesn't know. Brandon Miller, Kai Jones, Nick Smith Jr., Justin Robinson, Bryce McGowans. All those players I just mentioned are all players that got more minutes than your third-year lottery pick from two years back Yeah. in the third summer league session. I'm always a little hesitant to go with the whole absolute thing, but at some point, you got to just go ahead and make a call. This is it, because, Wes, we also have Nick Smith Jr. playing this well. Amari Bailey, people are excited about him. He's shown some nice things defensively even. If it's not working offensively, Bailey's giving you stuff defensively that Book Knight isn't giving you. I don't think Bryce McGowan's has played all that well in Summer League. It was a pretty disappointing session for him. Yet still, Bryce was getting minutes over Book Knight last year as a second-round rookie. I just don't see the path. And if you have more minutes to be had at the point guard position, and we know Book Knight is a combo and not a point guard, and you have a log jam here at the two, where are they coming? Right. And what and what has he done to make you know that he wants to play? That's my biggest thing. What are you doing to show coaches? What are you doing to show the fans? He's just out there. It's too cool. He's playing at that, that slow pace that he likes to play at and just out there just trying to be the smooth, cool dude. And it's not working for you, man. It, it, it's a done deal. Like we said, the young boys are going to take those minutes and do with them what you should have. What about Kai Jones? We'll end on this. Kai Jones, as far as his character goes, as far as his personality, the dude is a light. I mean, he is so much fun just to interact with. Getting off the bus, not helping us out here in a longer segment. It's not pr- produced for that. <laughs> so, well, we know. We know we have to we have to leave. But at the same time with Kai Jones, what do you think about giving up on him, man? Do you view him in the same category as Book Nine, Or do you put him in a little bit of a separate situation? I mean, five points, eight boards versus the Lakers. And so now you come to the game that they had. 13 points last night. 13 points last night. But the thing from him that you want to see is at this point, I'm not looking for Kai Jones to score. Yeah, 13 points is nice. He's had some nice dunks. He has some nice blocks. And that we have been seeing consistency from him in that aspect as far as just getting blocked shots. But the rebounding is what worries me the most, man. He's not hitting double digits on the boards like he should be with that type of athleticism. But I do feel that just to be really definitive to answer your question, I do feel like he's learning how to play the game. I think that we brought this guy in as a project from the jump, and I feel like he is learning and and, and growing out there on the court. So I would definitely give him – uh, this season to see what he can do, how much more he can progress. And then next season, you got to be able to to do something. He was the 19th overall pick. It's not like he's a top 10 guy. Yeah. He was drafted at 19 because we knew he was a project. It's not crazy to think that it would take three years. We were talking about it then. Sure. Hey, be patient. This might not even be the kind of project that's ready to go after two. So if you wanted to move on from him, fine. I'm not going to be upset. But if you wanted to keep him, especially with the idea of James Najee going to Barcelona, being a draft and stash, and then him coming over the following season. That's why I think he needs to really step it up. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I for think sure. he's been showing. Oh, but yeah. That's the difference between him and Book Knight. Kai Jones yeah. showed the effort. The intensity is there. Yeah, it, it, 100%. You feel like the character, or the ideas at least, the, the, the character 
feels weird to say that. I don't know them personally, so maybe I'm overstepping. No, keep it real. Well, no, I but I don't know what is real. That's what yeah, I'm but saying. Fuck nice <laughs> out there is it's too cool. It's not enough. Like you're not showing enough. All right, let's go to somebody else that's too cool <laughs> for school. Fitty with the first flash of the day. What you got, Fitty? Well, I'll provide the people the Wimbledon the Wimbledon update that they all crave. We're going to a fifth set at center court. Eubanks lost a tiebreaker in set four, seven six. He's now down one zero in the in the decisive fifth set. So we'll keep you updated on that. And news broke this morning that Hard Knocks has its team that it's going to document during training camp and the preseason. The New York Jets. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> I'm here for it. The first, first time they've been on there since, I think, 2009 when Rex Ryan gave us the great drop about let's go get a blankety-blank snack. <laughs> Going to be interested to see how Robert Sala and, 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 and that organization handles all the spotlights coming their way with Aaron Rodgers in town. Oh, yeah. If you, could, if you had your pick of all 32 teams, the Jets would have to be up there, at least in some kind of top five. Aaron Rodgers coming over. You also have some intriguing young guys like some offensive stars and Brees Hall who got hurt. Might be out of sight, out of mind, but he's coming for you this year. And Garrett Wilson was nasty last season. I mean, there's so much uh, just star-studded. That's what I want from Hard Knocks. No disrespect. No, I don't like to preface myself Keep with no real. disrespect because I'm about to disrespect. <laughs> the Detroit Lions were boring. Outside of Aiden Hutchinson, that was the only player that I really cared about. Even Fizzle, did, I want even their stars. head coach. Dan Campbell? Nah, man. I want no. stars. Give me the Light pressure uh, that my man Xerxes from 300. Uh, my man Robert Solid, it used to be with my Niners. That's what I like to call him, Xerxes. I think they call him that in the New York media, too. But you hadn't seen 300, so you wouldn't know that. But anyway, know uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, all of the stars, the pressure that's going to come with that offseason. Yeah, I'm here for it all. Let's go. All right, I'm also here for Campus Corner. It's coming up next. Phil Steele, the man himself, he ranked the top 40 college football programs, six ACC teams on the list. Who are they? Well, we're going to tell you. Coming up next. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. In the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Hit that text line, 704-570-9610. Hit the socials. Hit that follow button, man. We got all the behind the scenes. You can see KB shooting his commercials to set up all the wild stuff we got going on in here on the WFNZ Twitter and Instagram. Walker Mail on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. HTB underscore Josh on Twitter, Instagram, Ball and Threads. content on Threads, by the and, way. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just a thread and fool. Yeah, and Wes Bryant underscore 72 on Twitter and Instagram. I still got to get my thread going, man. I'm going to do it when I get a little bit of time. But for now, it is time to go to the campus. Kona. 
All right, man. Everybody's favorite, Feel Steel. I need to pick up my copy. I've never bought a Feel Steel preseason publication before, but I do respect his opinions a lot and like what he's got going on. And it is summertime, all right, so we love the rank radio. He's come out with his preseason top 40. The ACC held it down with six squads in there, led by Clemson at number two, Florida State at number eight, then we go to North Carolina at 21, Pitt at 23, South Carolina throw in the SEC Birds at 31, and NC State at 37. Does that sound like an insult when I say that the South Carolina the SEC Birds? Because you know in the streets a bird is a uh, derogatory term towards you. can call a guy a bird or a girl a bird, so to call them the SEC Birds... Is that does that sound? Uh, I did not know this street language. You speak yeah, you could of. be like, yo, you a bird. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've never heard it before, though. I mean, it probably doesn't sound like a compliment, but I didn't know it was as derogatory. But as they are the birds. But anyway, I used to have a they South are. Carolina T-shirt back in the day that was pretty dope. But anyway, uh, just Clemson at number two, man. That's a national title contender territory, and I think it's a little bit too high for them. But what do you think about Fields? Uh, ranking so far, especially having Clemson at numero dos, number two. Yeah, Clemson at number two is the story because Florida State at number eight, I think nationally you would expect them to be there. Mm -hmm. I, I went to Florida State. It's the team that just popped out first and foremost looking at the rankings. I was looking for Clemson. I knew they'd be around that area. And then I kept scrolling down. I was like, oh, wait, they're not. You know, 15, they're certainly not lower than 20. And then I realized, oh, wait, he's got them so high that they're number two. Yes. Now, this go, I've been using this a lot in reference to ECU because we're going to find out what Mike Houston is able to do with ECU and just how much talent he's going to be able to bring back and reload with. Clemson has earned the benefit of the doubt with their ability to reload. They've already done this. They've moved on from generational QB to a different generational QB, and we'll see what happens with Cade Klubnik. I do expect him to be better than DJU. But to have Clemson number two overall in the entire country, it seems high to me as well, Wes. I think I would have Michigan above them. Speaking of benefit of the doubt, I mean, Alabama, I know they don't have Bryce Young. I this get it. the lowest it. they've started in quite some time. I know, which is hilarious because it's four. But Alabama <laughs> being behind Clemson, look, this is this is the guy and Phil Steele. Can't say that I agree with it, though. Clemson being number two seems a little high. Well, you look at the Alabama Crimson Tide, though, just to your point, man, and Jalen Milrow, the quarterback that they were gassing up two springs ago, a lot of people said that the Tide's offense looked disastrous, so I don't know what you're going to get out of Alabama. They may finish the season lower than fourth. And then you've got J.J. McCarthy. Michigan's got a lot of key players coming back when you talk about Blake Corum. I like them over Clemson. Uh, Ohio State, you're talking about them replacing uh, uh, some key some key weapons, but the Ohio State Buckeyes are loaded. A lot of people think that this is the best receiving core in the country, but mainly at quarterback, they've got a new guy in. Will it be Kyle McCord? Will it be uh, Devin Brown? Or they've got, they've always got talented freshmen, it seems like, but Marvin Harrison Jr. It's a lot of teams that have to reload at some key spots, and I think that by this ranking, Phil Steele is very high on Cade Klubnik, as I've said over and over again. Uh, I don't feel the same way, and even the Georgia Bulldogs, when you look at them, they have a lot uh, that they have to reload with as well, so it's like th this is a very fortuitous year for the Clemson Tigers when you talk about the fact of 
they don't they don't have to face a juggernaut that's coming back with multiple guys that we know their names because you look at the Georgia Bulldogs at quarterback. Carson Beck looks like he's slated to be the starter as of right now, and then the backup is Brock Vandegrift, but we know uh, what they've been as far as in the past with names that we know and love. They've had to reload a ton of guys off of that defense, and I don't think defense will be the problem, but this offense isn't striking fear in me right now as well. So I find that to be intriguing. The Tar Heels at 21, I feel like that's about apropos. Uh, the offensive line, though, we're going to see if they're going to step up. And the defense, I love Cedric Gray and Power Echoes, but what are we going to get from the secondary? And will the Tar Heels be able to generate some pass rush? Because to stay in the top 25, I think they're going to need to be able to do those things. And NC State, I mean, a lot of people... Uh, they're starting to gain a little bit of momentum as far as with Brennan Armstrong and what he's going to bring, and they feel like he's going to be a fixer for this offense, but I'm not sure if he's still shell-shocked from what happened to him last year at Virginia and if he can divert to being closer to the player he was two years ago. Fiddy, do you have any thoughts on Phil Steele's uh, top 40 as we break down some of these ACC selections? I mean, outside of Clemson being number two, I, I, I think I like where everybody's at, like Carolina 21 should be higher with the second best quarterback in the country and Drake May, but when you've sucked defensively for the last decade, this is what happens. Pittsburgh being 23, they've earned the benefit of the doubt, so I just hope that the ACC can actually put together a good football season on the actual field because you got Clemson, we feel like Florida State's back, maybe Carolina can, can sneak up and win nine, maybe ten games again, maybe Duke is as good as you think it is, Wes and try to start repairing the reputation of this conference on the football field. Yeah, just real quickly, with these top 40 teams, who do you think has the better shot of finishing above where the ranking is right now? Clemson's kind of taken out of this. Unless you think they're going to win the championship, yeah. then they're not a part of this discussion. So, North Carolina, if you do think that the talent around Drake May can do enough, Florida State, lofty expectations, NC State seems like the easy one to go with, along with Miami at 30. Oh, man, yeah, that's a good one that you bring up. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I would go with you, though. I would go NC State. 37, I think, like, maybe the pack, even though I'm still not through with what they have offensively, but if they can get Brendan Armstrong along with Coach and I, uh, the offensive coordinator, that they have a lot of familiarity. If they can get this thing together, uh, I think they could be a top 25 team. I don't know how much further they would get, in my opinion, beyond uh, probably 20, but if I had to guess which one of these teams could finish higher than what Mr. Steele has them, I would go with the Wolfpack. So when we come back, we're going to have former East Carolina coach head East Carolina head coach Steve Logan as team week continues we keep talking about those pirates on sports radio 927 WFNZ